0: Welcome in, this is your host, Mark Cassio, and you are sitting courtside, where I share practical ideas, strategies, lessons, and experiences that I've learned as my time as a high school coach, college coach, and now as a consultant for coaches all over the world. My goal is to make this podcast impossible to listen to and not become a better coach, teacher, and leader. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, and comment. All right, welcome in. Uh, We are going to be talking practice today. So, it is that time of year. We are mid October. Some people have already gotten started. Lucky you. Others are are getting ready to get cranked up. Uh, So, I wanted to talk some practice planning today. I had a a coach that I do some private consulting with uh, reach out to me this morning and shared his practice structures, our first year working together. So, shared his practice structure, and wanted me to give him some feedback. Uh, and I'll go through that and give some specific feedback for that, but I wanted to just start with some general thoughts on practice. So some lessons that I have learned uh, over the years, probably the hard way, is less is more. Uh, more is not better. Better is better. That is a quote I got some from uh, Fergus Conley, which has really stuck with me. Uh, we want to practice better. Sometimes longer does not equal better. And when you're planning practice, it's easy just to throw more and more drills or games or stuff in your practice plan. It's very hard to take something out of the plan. So... Um The way I avoided this was to have two, three objectives for every practice. And those objectives should bleed throughout the practice. It shouldn't be, you know, if rebounding is an objective, we're not going to do rebounding for five minutes, ten minutes, and then go on to whatever else we want to do for the day. We should have, let's say, uh, three objectives would be rebounding, transition defense, and um, shot selection, okay? Those three things should bleed throughout the entire practice. We shouldn't just have a shot selection, drill or game, transition defense segment, rebounding segment. How can we intertwine those things to everything that we do? So then let's say we practice for two hours we have two hours of those things and not just the block time. So rebounding. Can we incorporate rebounding into our shooting drills? Every small-sided game, can we reward we- rebounding? Uh, when we get a offensive rebound, it's worth one point. Or you can only score by getting defensive rebounds. Where you can still play. You're still working on your offense, your defense. But uh, again, the objective is to really cut deep on rebounding that day. Same thing, uh, transition defense, I think I said was another objective. So uh, we could even go more specific there. Let's say transition defense, what we wanted to focus on would be stopping the ball in transition or slowing the ball, making the ball turn. Then that's going to determine every drill that you should do in practice. Um, So there's a lot of transition defensive drills. Let's do the ones that focus on stopping the ball. That might be your touch the line drill, Um, We do a drill half-court change where on change we've got to go get the ball. Uh, The closest player rotates there. We call it near man. And can we, you know, should our, if we're playing one-on-one, can we play one-on-one in the full court today? So we're simulating stopping the ball. Every time we play five-on-five or a small-sided game, the game, the, the rep The possession does not end until the ball is stopped. So just some ideas on on linking those things throughout the entire practice, something that I got a lot better at uh, later in my coaching career. And then we want practice to mirror the game. So we're going to get to this when we look at at this coach's specific um, structure here. But most coaches are caught up in this loop of I teach they learn and then they earn the right to play. I wanted my practices to mirror the game in what we were doing, but also how we were doing it. So for instance, I wanted to start fast and finish fast. So our goal was to get to competing as fast as possible in practice. We typically got warmed up by playing basketball Uh, If you do dynamic, that's fine too. In my experience, most teams leave dynamic warm up and they're not ready to play five on five. Like if you were going to do your dynamic, could you tip it up and play five on five, or are you going to continue to get warmed up after the warm up? So that's something to think about. Um, If you want to, we would add some dynamic movement into our skill stuff. We would make sure that they were jumping backpedaling sliding uh, running all those things where we were basically sneaking in dynamic um, instead of you know begging them to do dynamic correctly so um, we would typically get that warm-up section in with a pre-practice routine that my players would do and then we would come and huddle and then we would break and go play, and that's what the game is, right? Your team is off on the side, on their end. They do their warm up. They come to the bench. You talk to them, and then when they go out for that tip, it's kick ass time. So I wanted to simulate that every single day in practice, and eliminate this crescendo. Um, idea of we get warmed up, we do these drills, then we progress and then now we've earned the right to play and most coaches don't stay on time so what gets cut is the most important part of practice which should be the 5-on-5 or the competition segments. Um, Another thing that I look at practice is variability. A lot of the practices that I've observed Uh, recently whether it's in person through film or just looking at the practice plan is they're very clean Uh, a lot of coaches do not embrace the messiness Uh, I think it's getting better but the game is is going to be messy I I even I kind of made this analogy driving home today I brought my daughters to school and I have kind of settled in on the route, the the route that we take every morning, because I avoid traffic, I avoid you know as many red lights as possible, and so I have this route, and we go the same route almost every morning, but every single drive is different. Sometimes there's more cars on the road, sometimes there's a car in front of me going really slow, sometimes there's somebody riding my ass, uh, sometimes you know there's a wreck, so it's the same route. But it's always different, and that's what the game is going to be. That's what your practice should be. So they should be games based or CLA constraints led approach, um, where you're adding variability, just always adding defenses, a defense to drill. So we're we're coupling perception and action. So basically, what I was thinking about on my drive home was. Driving is constantly see, decide, act, right? I see something, so I'm going to decide to change lanes, and then I have to act. That light is yellow. I've got to decide whether I'm going to speed up or slow down. Obviously, I'm speeding up. Um, So basketball is continuously see, decide, act. When you're not simulating that in practice, you're not going to get great transfer from practice to game. Uh, And then... Two way teaching, and we'll get to this again when we look at this coach's uh, structure here. But uh, can we not, can we avoid or do our best to avoid blocking a rebounding segment, a defensive segment, an offensive segment? Because again, the game is not played that way. I know we may need to focus more on offense, defense, given the game or the drill or the objective or what we're emphasizing that day. I'm not saying that, that you just have to play 5-on-5 and teach through the game all the time. Um, but if we're playing a small-sided game, we should always be coaching both sides of the ball. If we're doing uh, drills or we're adding a defender, then we're now two-way teaching both sides of the ball. And then that way you can practice for less time. Uh, This coach that we're going to look at, he is practicing for two and a half hours. I would say that is too long, just in my opinion. I I think our practices, our best ones were 90 minutes because it forced me to kind of go back where we started is less is more. Uh, I would always look at it as if I had 15 to 20 minutes to practice today, what would we do today? All right, so I have my two, three things that we would do. Well, we're just going to get that for longer instead of just adding more crap on top of it. Uh, and then, you know, shaping the environment, a uh, few breaks. I never liked just water breaks where your players can go lose focus, lose their intensity, we kill their sweat. I think if your players are losing focus and uh, practice, it's your fault. Either going too long, you're talking for too long, taking too many breaks. Uh, Not efficient enough where they're waiting in line too long. So, uh, you know, I'm always challenging. And one thing I always challenged myself on was efficiency. Okay. So I'm always challenging the coaches that I work with uh, as far as efficiency goes. Something I took a lot of pride in in my practice. So uh, let's take a look at this particular practice uh, structure here. This coach had a 10 minute warm up. Uh, segment slash group work, and I haven't spoke with this coach yet. He just sent this over in an email, so I don't know what group work is. Offensive skills, defensive breakdowns, shooting, team offense, small sided game, scrimmages, and then peer pressure closer. I'm assuming that's kind of some some free throws uh, drill or some kind of execution stuff. So what sticks out to me immediately would be uh, we're blocking segments here, and we're not getting to competition until really late in the in the practice Um, you know the defensive breakdowns they could have some competing in there I don't know the team offense small sided game sounds like it's competing and then the scrimmages that scrimmage is is really really important and if we get to that point we're running late that's probably what we're gonna cut we're gonna cut the scrimmage in the peer pressure closer right so um, feedback here you know he is a zone coach so he's struggling with two-way teaching which I 100% understand But if we look at the game as application of skill, even if you're in a zone, there's going to be individual skills that your players have to do within that zone. They're going to have to close out. They're going to have to move their feet. They're going to have to help. They're going to have to recover. They're going to have to block out. All those things are are present, whether you're man or zone. Um, So through our small sided games, especially your advantage, disadvantage drills, you're really, you're zoning up defensively. So I think a lot of that transfers, a lot of that's universal. Uh, So what I would look at here is, without knowing too many detail, is can we bleed scrimmages throughout the practice? Um, A lot of, with my one-on-one consulting, I don't want to completely blow up everything you're doing. It's kind of like fixing a player's shot. Uh, I I don't want to just, hey, everything you're doing sucks, we're going to start completely over. If we can just make small tweaks and find some low-hanging fruit and do small tweaks, make big game. So uh, if this coach is comfortable with this practice uh, structure, then what I would encourage them to do is finish offensive skills with 5 on five, finish defensive breakdown with 5 on five. instead of having 30 minutes of shooting in the middle of practice, where players can lose focus, kill their sweat. And then now you've got to ramp up the engine all over again for team offense, small-sided games. Can we incorporate shooting throughout? Like your offensive skills should have shooting in there. And then after offensive skills, if we want a little break, let's break up. Let's go two minutes of free throws, eight minutes of shooting. Now we're in defensive breakdowns to five-on-five, two minutes of free throws, eight minutes of shooting. Team offense, small-sided games to five-on-five and then you finish with two minutes free throws, eight minutes of shooting. We didn't always do it like that. That's just using this as an example of how we could maybe make small tweaks to this structure um, and get big gains out of it. So those are my thoughts on on this particular um, structure here and just some general thoughts on practice planning. Uh, I have some webinars available. If you would like to uh, purchase those, please reach out. And um, love talking with coaches about practices. That's something I took a lot of pride in uh, as a head coach. So, if I can be a resource for you, whether watching your practice film, looking at your practice plans, one thing I love doing too as a consultant is going to physically watch practices, spend two, three days with your team and your staff, and just watch and just see how we can uh, improve upon what you're already doing, not come in here and change, you know. Uh, your tactics, your your X's and O's, your style of play, but just uh, how we can be a little bit more efficient, how we can in, uh, improve feedback loops or efficiency, uh, just to get the most out of your practices and increase transfer to the game. So hopefully this was helpful. Uh, we'll see you next time.